Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby, and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Steven Licker, and in this week's episode, the boys finally spend some time to figure out what the heck they're going to do? They're on this gigantic spaceship and there's a million options available to them. How am I going to steer them in the right direction? How is it possible? So I've mentioned before a couple of ways. One, I have a spy on board. And something else. You're going to find out why it's never always a great idea, or maybe it's a good idea, or maybe it's a bad idea, to have a GM as one of your players. Seth usually GMs. Seth thinks things through quite a bit. Seth is meticulous in his thought analysis, and by the way, Seth is a lawyer in real life. Seth is going to be taking over most of the show this week, as he's going to be going through all the permutations and trying to figure out exactly what and how they should do it. And I'm pretty much quiet. They kind of figured this out more or less on their own. I'm kind of surprised. But you do have to sometimes have these type of sessions where you just let the PCs percolate and kind of think things through and then you just stay quiet and then when they finally come across the item that you want them to do you suddenly speak up and push them oh so gently in that direction i believe there was a quote i heard from paizocon which is that it's always funny when pcs think that they make any decisions or something to that effect basically it comes down to you really are always directing the story. You're the one who can push it in whatever direction you want. The difference between a good GM and a bad GM is the bad GM does it with a heavy hand. The good GM does it so invisibly that the PCs don't even realize that the GM is doing it. Now, I'm not going to say I'm that good, but I am going to say that I'm definitely doing my best to kind of steer them in this direction and kind of push them in the way I want them to go. So this week's episode is a heavy thought analysis episode where people are trying to think and figure out what would you do? Think about it. If you were in their shoes and you had this humongous six mile long super colossal battleship at your command and yet you knew you need to do something to either take it over and destroy the stellar degenerator and something in that fashion. But how would you do it? What would you do? There seems like there's an infinite number of options, but obviously this adventure path was written in such a way that they want you to do it one specific way. And more importantly, I'm kind of pushing them to do it one specific way. So how would you do this? What would you do? Anyhow, with that, sit back, relax, and listen to this week's episode. Last we left off, you managed to break into the most secure part of this facility where you're ambushed by some weird commander-type person 
and her four minions. And there was an epic battle where I'm looking at blood everywhere, except for the Akiro Hiroji connection, the tag nice. team of never ever getting hit. And That's Aeon right. Tuttle. And, and Aeon, Aeon Tuttle. And, no, Aeon Tuttle has a sliver, a sliver oh, really? of red on him. Yes, a tiny sliver. Don't so you slander me. He, he, he does have a small amount of red, so he's yeah. not in the cool kids club. Red, red is not my color, so yeah, I, I'm not, yeah. Chris Beamer is playing the tiefling technomancer, Akiro the Just. That's right, Akiro and Hiroji. I think they're starting to bond over their mutual hatred of being hit in combat, or out of combat for that matter. Now, what are you going to do? You just killed this poor, poor undead woman who was just trying to turn you into her undead servants. And you're in this room filled with computers and monitors and all this gadgetry. Ooh, it's so exciting. All right, so uh, we got to do some healing first off. So John Stats is playing the Vesk soldier, Mo Dupinski. I would like a spider to crawl all over me. Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter. Yeah, dude. Uh, I think we go into the room and close the door first. Right? Yeah. So we have to drag the one person, the one undead body back because it like the one guy started ran, running down the hall. We have to bring him back. Jason McDonald is playing the Ahsoki mechanic Tuttle Blacktail and his drone Cheddar. Yeah, we're going to clean up the hallway basically. The, and uh, Put the hourglass on me. What does that mean exactly? Right, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Seth Lipton is playing the Lashunta operative Hiroji. Oh, that's because you had um, the gunk on you. Remember, you had the slowed gunk. One of those sticky bomb grenades went off on you, and you were covered in goo. But now I will remove those. So can we start rolling for our spider, or do you guys want to take care of, like, uh, computer checks and stuff like that? I assume you guys are there. Search spider, 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 spider. All right, Rusty, you go. Well, I'll start, let's, I'll start let's get going. Examining the computer because I'm right. healing. But, but right. I will take a 10 uh, minute rest, though. How much yeah, do I, I roll for healing here? For Spider, it is 48 plus 4. Hit I just don't know the answer off the top of my head because I so rarely needed to get healed. 4d8 plus 4 hit points. All right. 24. Pretty good. Zero. It's okay. I'm not. And now give me your fortitude save. Yeah, okay. That fails by a mile 11. Give me a 1d10 roll. Here comes the one. All right. Oh, Oh, no. You're going to hate this one. I'm sure I am. What's happening? Your sweat glands begin to exude a foul odor. A living creature that moves adjacent to you must succeed at a fortitude saving throw or be sickened until they move away from you for one round thereafter. Allies who are familiar with you and your stench gain a plus two to the save. In addition, you take a minus two penalty to all charisma-based skill checks. Whoa! Yikes. Okay, hold on. Uh, uh, hold on. I, I need to lawyer this up. Uh, p- point of order. And everybody else, stop listening for a moment. Uh, I don't think I have working sweat glands. You're still human. And not 100%. There am I. It's magic. Yeah, you get, you yeah. get sweat glands. Uh, you get sweat uh, glands. Uh, no okay. How, how long does this last? Is this a permanent change? 
least twenty four. At least twenty four hours. Does does he does he smell like a rotting corpse? Maybe he smells like a rotting corpse now. He does uh, now. Maybe, he maybe does now. Maybe uh, that's what it is. Ah, guys, guys, I've improved my disguise that I'm using to seem like one. I'm a dirty uh, undead slaver. I'm gonna slather this stuff on myself. I hope you guys don't. Uh, Mo, you're gonna. Oh, uh, Mo moved away. Yeah, I'm getting away. He <laughs> stinks. Mo, you're about to- <laughs> we actually mind <laughs> a lot. <laughs> you are actually going to have to do a fortitude save, Mo. You, no one can go next to Rusty. Nobody. Look, I put the little. Let me put a little stinky icon on you. I put on my spacesuit helmet. <laughs> I rolled a uh, twenty for fortitude save plus two, I guess, for that business. So twenty-two. Okay, you're fine. Um, so that actually will work if you all put on your space helmets. You will not have to breathe the air next to him, so you can at least oh, be immune to it. That's good. Now, this is where it's going to get weird, okay? You guys are in the void of space, and this ship has no atmosphere. So does smell work? Uh, no, it does not. No, Interesting. not at all. That's great. All right. Except uh, maybe Rusty is grossed out by his own stuff. Uh, I have to smell me. You still get a minus two penalty either way. Wow. So I get a minus two penalty might, on my charisma checks. I understand. Yeah, this might negate at least that aspect of it. I think it will, just because you're not in, unless you go into a place with atmosphere. But there you go. Well, he is. So, he's he's in his suit. Well, he's in his own suit, his own filth, if you will. Although, <laughs> if he's truly undead, he could just open the vents on that suit and just be fine. Well, his suit has been open the whole time, actually. Oh. Ah, uh, yeah. Because, uh, oh, because, no, it's just part of my disguise. Well, uh, I gave everyone life bubbles. Pretend I'm breathing air. Yeah, he, he actually still I gave everyone life bubbles. Who's taking the spider next? All right, Mo's going to do it. He's got a better uh, fortitude. Uh, all right, so he's going to heal. 24. 24. And he's probably going to do this twice, but let me... 42, 27. He basks in the poison of the spider. The healing venom. Are you doing another one? Oh, yeah. Sure. I barely, I barely I'm, made, I'm a, made a dent. I'm healing up the full. Jeez. All right, so that so. when you have 110 hit points. Uh, I'll go for another as well, to be honest. Do you? Do, how, how, how much do you have left? Because we have uh, curing. Uh, we have cure post. Uh, I have 25 hit points left. The uh, spider has six okay. charges left. Well, it's down. time to yeah, hit, 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 hit it towards the end game. Let's do it. I'll do it again. Oh, <laughs> oh God. That's a bad roll. You make your fortitude save at least. 17. Well, um, fine, 13 yeah, okay. hit points. Thank God a for two, that plus four. We've got two, healing serums. Four, so no well, more we're, we're getting there. Yeah, I, I'm good. Yeah, but but we're, I got close. Right uh, Another right, 24. Again. All right, you're fine. Six. You're actually healed to max. No. Uh, do you want to uh, heal to Max Rusty? Uh, just take a just hit D eight. I, I would just hit a D eight for a healing uh, serum. You don't need to heal to Max. You can, you're good. No reason not to. And is there a way Cheddar? Nice. Is there a way Cheddar can actually uh, heal? Right, I could just use resolve points to take heals for him. You have four rounds left on the spider, and then it's dead. Oh, actually, then it has been extraordinarily useful for this entire campaign. Yeah, we'll save some two, spider for two hit points down, Mo. Two hit points down. Will you? That's fine. Use the heal? Oh, okay. No. 
I am four hit points down. I might need to. So use save the save everything for uh, Hiroji and Akiro because we may get injured one one of these days. We may that 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 is correct. That is yeah. Correct. We need priority on that. I'm starting to see a bad precedent. Yeah, this is very very bad. As a matter of fact. <laughs> So, are there any skill checks? Do you guys want to check these computers out for any reason, or? Uh... Oh yeah, we have probably use that for lots of. Wait, I'm a, like I, how like where are we at on who's the computer guy? Because I I have twenty one. Is that good? Uh, a lot. Tuttle is the computer Jason, guy. Generally. Jason's character, well, Dr. Tuttle, is far beyond anyone else. Not far beyond, but yes, he is beyond everyone. Else. So is this like? So is this like I assist? Can I assist? We all, we we all assist him. No, that's yes. not true. You assist. Well, that is what mm-hmm. I'm suggesting. Because you're can you're I get a heal, heal, you're, 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 heal on Well, you're at a twenty. I'm doing it right now. Oh, okay, sorry. Your computer's at twenty-one. Yeah, Hiroji's computer is plus twenty-one. So that's even better than me. I'm only. I'm only okay, on I assist Doctor Tuttle. Mo is going to also assist Tuttle, and he does eighteen. Um, Tuttle, I did two ten minute rests for you. Cheddar now has first it heals up your hit points because you're regenerative blood, and then you get uh, you're up to 110. Sorry, 100 hit points out of 110 for Cheddar. You have more than enough resolve points to spare. The only one who's dangerously low is Hiroji. How my, how's mine low? Uh, I'm Anakiro. Wait, how's mine low? You have three uh, out of nine. To do things oh, like uh, exclude people from your AOEs. Yeah. And things oh, like no, you kept saying how good Teleport you were. Oh, sorry. Now you have two. Two out of nine. Wow, that's not enough. Wait, now he's at one out of nine. No, well, actually, if you drop, you will die. So you're actually in the danger zone. Just so you know, um, Chris, uh, envoys actually have an ability where they can give a resolve point to somebody else in combat. Really? I didn't take that. Of course ability, not. <laughs> but just so you know, envoys do have that yeah. ability, and I wanted you to know that that was an ability that envoys. There's a do lot have. of good envoy abilities that you didn't take. So um, many good envoys. Uh, so bombs. powerful in this support class. It's great. <laughs> support class. Who are you supporting yourself only? Uh, I am the captain. I do not need to support you, proles. Why don't you do what you're told? <laughs> Who's the captain now? Who's the captain now? I am the captain. We actually did establish I am the captain. Uh, so there's 10 hit points left for Cheddar, and Tuttle, you have 10 resolve points left. Do you want to do one more? Don't we not have a ship anymore? <laughs> I think for now, um, we have for now, I'll let it ride with the 10 points down. Let it ride. You got it, sucker. Okay. I mean, buddy. All right, here we go. So the room, as I said before, is just filled with screens and computers. What? Are you going to do? Oh, and don't forget, you got dead bodies. Can't forget them dead bodies. Ooh, that means uh, I, I did haul the ones in the hall into the room. Right. Uh, I loot the boss. You loot the boss. Well, first of all, it looks like she was a commander of some sort. Fairly high up. She has four elite semi-auto pistols, an ultra-thin longsword, a very sophisticated comm unit and a strange looking instrument that kind of looks like a finger made out of skeletal bone. Okay. That's it. The comm unit I'm going to take because I think the only thing we can use it for is to try and impersonate her. And so I may be sure. able to try that with a bluff check. Uh, I would like to examine the finger. Is it uh, detect magic on it? 
Uh, you you don't have magic. I, I have the ability to detect magic. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> you look at the strange bone finger thing, and there's no magic on it. But you like kind of look inside of it. It has technology in it. Mm. What is this? How can I identify it? Engineering. Engineering? All right, let's try it. Mm -hmm. Here's... I will assess technology. All right, hold on. Mo says it's got that technology in it. I failed to assess. 31. 31. He sort of like looks around at it and he figures it out. This is a security key of some sort. It's kind of like a USB drive, but instead of it being like a Tomagotchi, it is a skeletal finger. And inside of it, it appears like this would plug into a console and it's used to for security clearance. And nice. this is probably pretty high. So the corpse fleet has found something less secure than an eight-digit password. Well... You haven't used it yet, so you're not exactly sure. This is more like a dongle. All right. This is one of the many aspects. Don't forget, you are going to get a text code sent to your comm data pad, and you will have to type that in. All right. Fair enough. Is the uh, the longsword have any additions to it, or is it a just regular? Um... It looks wicked cool. Yeah, Moa already has that one. Uh, but no upgrades that are wicked awesome. Wicked cool is an upgrade. Okay. Oh, you're talking about actual upgrades? God, no. No, no. Just what about those. the pistols? Might be good. There's four of them. Elite semi-auto pistols. They're pretty freaking strong. I think you guys might have one or two of them. Yeah, I, I, I have one, and it's it's the equivalent to what I am currently equipped with, correct? Uh, yes. It's the same thing. So that's that. Now there's four of them. I'll take one. All right. How about the? Is that is that everything on her? Yeah, that's well, and her cool uniform. But it's yeah. What's her? Oh, she doesn't have armor or anything like that. Uh, does she have insignia? I can attach you my officer disguise. Well, sort of. I mean, she's super thin and female, and wearing a skirt. So it, well, I said insignia, not outfit. Yeah, I mean, you can try to, like, do that if you want, but the thing is, she was a commander and probably well-known. You, one of those pushing your luck, like, are you, who are you trying to impersonate? Like, someone... No, I'm trying to put, like, pips on my shoulder. I'm, I'm you know, just... Yeah, but they're going to know you. that you're not... Like, who are you? Like, they're going to know every officer, like... Ah, all right. You could do it. I'm just saying it's, like, it's one of those, like, there's not... There's, it's like you trying to, you know, impersonate Picard. <laughs> it's like they're probably going to well, know who yeah. you are. So, I don't know about the below decks people. They're idiots. I'm just that's true. That's true. That's true. And this is a massive ship. And there's probably dozens of commanders and sub-commanders. Oh, this was a commander, not a sub-commander. There is that episode in uh, Voyager where Jamie Below decks. Was, yeah, it was good. <laughs> I love that. This is actually a very good episode. Yeah. Um, there was also those schlubs, those other guys you killed. I don't know what they had on them. Give me a second. Are the schlubs likely to have anything? They had basic garbage stuff. They had schlubbiness. They were schlubby. Kasatha Microcord 3s. Advanced semi-auto pistols. Tactical knives. Four of them. 
no interest. Just take the bullets. I'll take a knife. I don't care. That's all they have. No cred sticks. Nope. Yeah, cred sticks. What the hell do they use cred sticks for? They're on deck. Yeah. yeah, they're on, they're on a ship. We, There's no currency out Didn't here. we find one earlier? Pretty sure yeah, we, we found yeah, one. Yeah, we found a big, yeah, we found a big, uh, eh, heavy throw one. Throw it away. That was, that was actually, who knows, credits. You're never going to need those again. I could almost say, I'm not going to do it, but I could almost say you find a million credits. A million ah, credits. Like no, no, a billion. Not enough. Yeah, you know exactly. what? It's uh, a, I'm going to buy the galaxy. You know what I'm going to give you? A million greenbacks. I'll take them. I can buy the moon for that. No, you can't buy any <laughs> greenbacks. You want bluebacks. Those are the good ones. All right. <laughs> do we have any, any quatlus? I bet 10 quatlus on the newcomer. All right, cool. I'll take that. <laughs> uh, we just get to uh, go through different uh, denominations. Determination. I, 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 I specifically yeah, recorded course, the yeah. Twilight Zone Terror at 20,000 feet because my boy is in that. Oh, it's so good. William Shatner, so good. Best actor in Canada. Well, when you say good, good ish. When I say good, I, mean, I, I really I misspoke. <laughs> I meant great, actually. Great ish. Well, Tuttle can. Feel the power of the computers calling to him. I was gonna say I was waiting till everyone was getting done with the looting, and but yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably time to start messing with that computer. He's just sitting there like twiddling yeah. his thumbs. Tuttle's like, uh, "Are you guys done with the loot? Because we got computers here." Kind of nudges. It kind of right. nudges the mouse occasionally, just to sort of. You're nudging yourself. And did we uh, all get a rest in for? Uh... Yes. Okay, just making sure. I, I took a rest. Yes. I took a rest. Yes, I, I gave I, everyone kinda, a rest. I'm kind of upset that I'm actually third on the totem pole as far, as far as computers go. That kind of bothers me, actually. Uh, I think we've been all telling you you're not very good at computers since you first appeared. Don't worry. Mo doesn't uh, mind. So what's, the best, <laughs> yeah. so what's the best way to approach the computer problem? Like, is it everybody or one person assist the assist the expert or well the scrubs should assist the expert like our roles our numbers are so big that's yeah. we're thinking right right, right. so so uh, okay uh, so there's no let, let me give the two to, answers to that there's no advantage to two roles right there's no advantage to to two teams each one there's getting assisted totally, by the other yes there's you just you just Chris it all prefers to roll for himself yeah chris likes the two role thing i like the everybody join on one so there's not actually, this is probably going to be a very hard roll. Uh, normally, I like the two rolls. So there is an advantage to answer your question, Seth. Uh, but uh, these are probably going to be such difficult uh, skill checks that we probably need a plus eight, I want to say, plus ten. So all of our, all of our assistances may stack. Uh, y- yeah, yes. Oh, boy. Right. Yeah, all right. I'm assisting. Well, let me back up. First, uh, there is um, a limit. Like, there could be too many cooks in the kitchen. So I will yeah, tell so. you uh, what the number of assists can be because it's not always unlimited. Sure. Tell us. What's that number? We've got two already. Tell me what you're going to be doing. You're in a big room and there's a lot of stuff going on. Let Tuttle lead. Let, let Tuttle take the lead and you guys could pipe in and help out when necessary. Tuttle, what are you going to do? All right. Well, I'm going to try to pull up a chair at a terminal and see what I can take a look at and see if I can get some, at least some basic access. Oh, and I hand you the I hand you the key, so you may. Oh need... yeah, let's see if the key. If there does there appear to be any sort of place to use the key at this point, or 
Yes. And additionally, you pull up a chair to the terminal axis and you notice a touch-sensitive sensor on it. It looks like that nothing is being unlocked and you will need to use some biometric reading of some sort to unlock this. I guess I will use the bone finger for that then. All right, all right guys. I, I have really been restraining myself, but it's kind of come to a limit. There is so many dirty jokes has been going through my head about this uh, about, <laughs> about this like dominatrix chick and her finger bone and, and like and the finger slot in the computer where you finger the computer. It's been driving me crazy. <laughs> so I just I just have, <laughs> you have to, to get that out. I just have to get that out. And so now we have a touchpad. Finger that touchpad. Do it. Ah. Well, you put the finger bone on the touchpad, but nothing seems to happen. It seems to be rather large, by the way. It's like a good size. <laughs> That's funny. You can do a computer or engineering check. Can I do like an engineering check or something to figure out? Yeah, you can do computers or engineering check to kind of figure out what this might be. When all your guys were examining the bone and trying to figure it out. It has some technology in it. Oh, yeah. It's got batteries. It's got batteries. Um, And Tuttle quickly figures it out. He goes, oh, we need like a, a handprint or something to unlock it, which is ironic since they're dead. But well, cut off her hand and just put it. That reminds me of the dead zone. Can we pull? Can we drag her over and use her and put her hand on where the handprint should go? Sure. Are you going to do that? Yeah, let's do that. You drag her over, place her hand on the sensor, even after she's become an inanimate corpse. And she was already a corpse. This is an undead flea. (laughs) Inanimate (laughs) corpse. Okay, we move our fingers around a little bit. What do you want? <laughs> you, didn't, you interrupted me. I was about to give you the payoff, but you you, you okay, jumped sorry. ahead <laughs> to the climax way too fast, sir. You put her inanimate hand on the screen, and it unlocks. It seemed like that was enough. All right. So now Excellent. it That's is unlocked. Great. It looks like, yes, there is a slot to put the finger. In fact, there's multiple slots to put multiple fingers. Okay. But you only have one. What are you going to do? I'll start with a, a computer's check just to see what I can do without the finger key anyway at all. I says. Ugh. Oof. 28's not good. I'm going to add two automatically. I have a plus nine computer. Uh, you better let me yeah, check. Can I, can I, yeah, can I assist? Two anyone? more. I'll let two more. Up to three assists at a time. Rusty assists automatically. Well, Mo made his first uh, assist check. I don't know if he's done computers. That was a while ago. Okay. Yep. You need, do you need me to check to try? Uh, yeah, everyone assists. Mo so. is assisted. That's enough. So what's that? 20, 34. 34. Let's see what 34 gets you in a second. <laughs> There's a lot going on here. <laughs> Not even close. Wow. Try to check in and hack into the system, even with her hand, which helped, and the security key, which also helped. And let's see. Give me one second. You get a input failure. Try again. So it looks benign enough. Okay. Does that mean we have to make another assist roll for the second attempt? Oh, for oh, heaven's sake. Oh, God. <laughs> Tuttle once again tries to 
uh, uh, hack in. You guys don't even need to bother assisting because as soon as he finishes typing that key, uh, there is a countermeasure that goes off. Do you want uh, to? I believe I get. I believe I yes. get an automatic roll to defuse that. That is correct. Ah, that's right. Go right ahead. Which is, I think, also a computer's check. It is a computer's well, check. Not a four, though. Let's see. Thirty-five. Better. Pretty that's good. good. Okay, that looked more like one pretty, of your rolls. Yes, good. Pretty good. Let me see what that is. Give me a second. Is there like a is there like another like diagnostics check that you could do to give a clue as to yes. a better way to to go about it? Like you know, like yeah. like reveal the deal with the fingers and the holes and the things. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. We want to try that. Try maybe we want to try that first. Yeah, give me a second. Ooh, you successfully stop. Oh no, wait. No, no, you go, go ahead. I'll... No, no, I, no, I was just double checking. Um, you successfully stop the first countermeasure, which would have just been a mild shock, a little stun just to get your attention. Now, Ann Tuttle knows that you are looking at something fascinating. First of all, she has access to the heavily secured tier 10 computer system running the Empire of Bones security systems. This is it. This is as big as it gets. Nothing goes above 10. There's not even an 11. That's not, that sounds good. You are at the apex of security hacking heaven. If Aeon Tuttle can somehow hack a tier 10 computer, you will be complete. You will, you will know Kung Fu. Can we assist in that before he actually makes that roll? No, because I'd rather he do the roll and then the assist, because otherwise it just takes... I'll know immediately, no matter how many pluses you get, if he even comes All right. So okay. All right, well, let me That's take fine. another run at it. Okay. He's, like, cracking the knuckle. Uh, oh, that's better. 40. 40. 40. Very good. He's, 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 he's started to do it. He's like, oh, wait, wait, guys, guys, guys. Help, help, help. He's like, he's like I think I got it. I think I need help, help, help. He's like, well, I give him an automatic plus, too. Mm -hmm. As do I for computer. And as mm -hmm. does Hiroji. Even Mo helps. 48. 48. As much as we can do. I want to say at the last second, Cheddar run o runs over and says, I've had sentience this whole time, and pumps up to 50. It would be funny. He does the little R2-D2 and sort of like plugs in. It would be great, because then he could tell us what happened to our ship that time we got beat up. Uh, there's a recording. <laughs> We've all seen it. <laughs> so that gets you up to, what is that, Jason? 48, I believe? Yes. Uh, I think so, yeah. 48. And I got a 36 on my assistant, Dad. So you get it no, automatic. It's, it's just automatic. If you go above it's just a 10. plus two. It's just a plus two. Oh, okay. Two. Right. So, like so oh, I see. So yeah, plus and two. And I gave him I gave him plus two also. Now here's the thing. You know what the DC of a tier ten computer is. Do you know what it, do you want to know what it is? Fifty, I bet. Fifty-three. Oh my god. Holy crap. But the little security key gives you a plus four. So what nice. does that bring you up to? That one brings us up to fifty-two. But the hand of glory. The hand of Vecna gave you a plus five. Ah, so nice. Hack the computer. Wow, he is a god. We're in. You did not want to set off the next countermeasure. It was going to do insane amount of damage to everybody, and the DC was very high to counter that one. So, 
to kill the entire crew, could it be a simple matter of turning on life support? <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny, except there is no life support. Hmm. You Drats. suddenly hack in. And again, like the Matrix, all the code is coming in front of Tuttle. And he is able to access a great deal of information, including basic information about the, the layout of the ship, as well as the commander's diary and personal logs um all right why don't we start with that get a little bit better idea who this person is what access they have what they know about the situation what did they find in kirk's bathroom did i tell you that one captain's log captain's log i already said that that is the punchline i said the captain's log did you not hear me you look through the logs they are extensive they are very long so this might take a while. So do you just want to like look at the back? Like what? What do you? What are you gonna do? Like it's it's extensive, but there's a lot of very recent logs for the last day. Yeah, let's look at the last couple entries. Sure. And I have a question: Can we download information to like yes. our iPhones or space iPhones? Yes. Yes. Your data pads are called. Yep. You um. You're going through, this is security logs, and it looks like it was clear her name was Malakar. It was clear that Malakar realized there were intruders in the hangar country, it's called, but she chose not to activate the alarms and didn't report the invasion to her superiors in the command center and is referring to something called Project Tombstone. She said that you might make good additions to her project. Ooh. So that means nobody knows that we're here and we can we have latitude of movement. That is good. Can I do any sort of like search on Project Tombstone? Give me a computer's check. I auto assist. Can't auto assist the search. Yes, nat 20. <laughs> Natural 20 for 45. Find it right away. You find some f- f- uh Let's see. Nothing about Project Tombstone can be found in the main security logs. But when you checked her personal folders, which you found right away, you find some more information. A quick glance through the files reveals that the commander was working towards some kind of mutiny. And there is extensive notes on how a minor threat to the Empire of Bones could potentially be used to eliminate or at least embarrass, quote, inappropriate members of the command staff, unquote. That's, ah. oh, that's awesome. So she did half our work for us. So all we have to do is figure out how to how to activate her mutinous forces and uh, 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 and raise the orc rebellion underneath the seating yeah. of the Hill Giant King. Yeah. Nice. Well, you did not let Excellent. me finish what I was saying. I was doing dramatic prods. Here comes the second part of part two of three. Also in the Project Tombstone files are notes. Do you want to know what the notes are about, Mr. Tuttle? Please. Yeah, sure. Mr. Tuttle, Rusty. Lay it on me. It appears that Commander Macalar was working on two computer viruses that she has slowly been introducing to the computer security terminals across 
the entire empire of bones. These are fascinating because you know how this ship is designed that is heavily firewalled from preventing this exact thing from allowing, you know, forces to command the ship and then take it over from within. The only way you could actually infiltrate the entire computer network would to be doing it slowly over the period of months, which she has been doing for you. One is called Wrath 2, and another one is called Tomb Robber. You'll need to give me a bit more security computer checks to figure out what these are. Okay. Isis. Ugh. Isis. Isis. Well, that's okay. not going to get it done. Yeah, the two assists help out. Where, yeah, you're you're able to find Assisted. it. Everyone assists. You um, you're kind of scrubbing through the virus code a little and looking at what it does, and you're able to figure out that Wrath 2.0 prevents the security cameras and security robots on the ship from seeing or recording any creature that has entered into the virus's memory. It appears that Malakar planned to use this to aid in her escape from the vessel in case her plans went south. And it looks like you could, in fact, perhaps add your own images into Wrath 2's memory, re-upload it into the mainframe, and then you would be appear invisible to all the security cameras and robots. That's really cool. I think we should do that, then. Yes, I agree with Then, you. there's the other virus, Tomb Robber. That one appears to be a little bit more complex, but you can probably try to check it out, computers. Yep, let me give Isis. it a shot. Isis. Much better. Trying to steal Tuttle's thunder. He needs no assistance from you with a 43. He quickly is able to scan through the files and realizes this program is capable of creating false security alerts anywhere on the ship. And can include in those false security alerts footage of anything in Wrath 2's memory. So you can, in fact, through your data pad, make a false security alert and, in fact, pretend that you're somewhere else in the ship if you wanted to escape. Now, there's one issue is that this will take and burn up your security key each time you use it, and once the key is used, it will be deactivated out of the system. So as of now, you can only do that one time, because you only have one key. Can you also find out if she she's in their memory system also, right? Yes, definitely. Because right, that's, that's another thing we could do. We could keep our... Uh, we can uh, fake an attack of some other part of the ship that's not us. It's actually the images of her and her people like her plan and uh, draw them off while we do other things. Yeah, it works for me. So in essence, there's two viruses. One, which will sort of turn you invisible, sort of, to the security cameras and robots, but obviously not humanoids. And another one, which can cause a false reading, but you only have one of those. There's a lot more in this computer system. This was just looking at her personal files, and that was it. There's a lot more past that. Okay. Um, I think our next priority is to get a map of the... One of the things we've been talking about for a while is get a map and figure out where we are and where to get to next. Yay! Yes. Voila. I see a map. A map has appeared in front of you. It was quite simple to pull up. Wow, that's cool. Uh, where is this map? DS Handouts. Excellent. Thank you. 
as you're looking at the map, you realize that the Empire of Bones is a unique ultranaut, a massive warship larger than battleships, carriers, and even dreadnoughts. It's one of the flagships of the Corpse Fleet, and it leads its own armada of vessels. Um, let's see. You can see the ship, obviously, in this large map, and this ship is so large that to get around the ship, it actually has its own subway system, believe it or not. They're called yeah. maglevs, and they are... It's actually like Babylon 5, remember those, like... <laughs> remember the system in Babylon 5 where they got yep. around? It's kind of the same thing. Yep. So to get around the ship, because it's six miles long, you basically take the subway. You also find statistical information about the ship. Accessing. There you go. There is the complement of the Black Wind Annihilator. Tier 20 Super Colossal Ultranaut. Tier 20. Wow, they're an Ultra Plasma Cannon with 96 times 10 damage. 96 times 10 damage. Yeah, nice. that would like could, that would like blow through our ship in like one shot. On the bright side, that's a speed of four. <laughs> it's clumsy. Ha. I mean, it also has smaller 2d6 times 10 mass driver guns as well. It's 1,050 hit points. The captain has his diplomacy is still lower than mine. It's 20 ranks. Yeah, I know. That's a lot of guys. He has someone with a plus 34 engineering, too. Well, the pilot is only one officer. No, those are the officers, and then they're in charge of... I know. Yeah, there's one pilot officer, but then there's 150 crewmen. The 10 gunners, 150 crew is lovely. Yeah, okay. Great. Wow. So we don't want to fight this ship. We want to own this ship. Is that what we understand? That is 100% correct. We right. could rule the Empire. Not as father and son. I'm leaving you behind. But you guys never saw the uh, Enterprise episodes in the mirror darkly, probably. But <laughs> <laughs> it takes a minimum complement of 250. Uh, can you refresh our memory? Uh, when we first boarded, we saw a bunch of... Uh, navigators or computer operators that were like they were plugged into the the ship that somehow with goggles cybernetic uh, cybernetic zombies okay so is that part of the crew i mean is that what are they running around like uh like the guys that we just fought like how does it say how many of actually live and kicking uh um undead people are on the ship or is is that what those numbers reflect that is live and kicking numbers the cybernetic zombies are considered bioengineering and do not make up this complement just part of the ship okay they're basically part of the ship that's correct so we don't have enough healing to just mow them down so hey, wait, how come so... you never made how did you never make that your cut your catchphrase i know to mow them down <laughs> I mean, really, at this point, near the end of the game, this is when you figure out your actual natural catchphrase. Yeah, it's just plan one. That's what I usually call it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, also, uh, what are we trying to do? I forget. It's been so freaking long since we've actually... This is what... This is... I remember discussing this uh, initially when when I first joined up, and uh, our first idea was... Uh, when we saw how the, how they were all zombied and basically part of the ship, 
was decapitation strike, take control of like the main computer, and use that to puppet master the entire ship and take the ship. Now, with this information, there are certain there, there's like some zombies that are part of the ship, but then there are individual uh, things like indiv like individual bosses. And how many of them? And I missed that in what we just discussed. Like how many individual sentient, actual, independently acting boss monsters are there on the ship? You did not look for that information yet, but that is a good question. How about we find that out? Because this is looking in a direction where it's like, you know, we go to, into the boss room, like like her plan to uh, uh, mutiny. And we basically kill all the bosses, and then we take the ship. I say we do that. Yeah, let's like. Yeah, how how was she going to uh, spread this news? Like, was she, is there a broadcast button for whatever the uh, um, uh, mutinous, uh, seditious material, or is that involve more computer checks? That's going to take a little bit more time for you to figure out because that's. You know, she has hundreds and hundreds of log files, so this might take a little while. And it's not like she labeled it Mutiny Plan 1A or anything like that. So it's in there, but it might take you a little while. This might have to be something you do on the go. Like, is it like, is it like crew, things designated a crew are, are Borg robots and things designated as officers are independent actors? Is that what no. it looks like? No. Uh, crew is crew. Borg are basically inanimate object computers. They are they are biometric gel. They are not considered okay, part of the right. complement. Okay, so when so when we're looking at the crew complement, and I see, for example, uh, engineer five officers, one hundred and fifty crew each. That is not five bosses we have to beat, and each one of those bosses has one hundred and fifty robots that we don't have to worry about unless they're attacking us. That's uh, 155 times five potential fights out there. Potentially, that's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's a so, capital ship. <laughs> Was it going to be easy? Yeah. Well, I mean, when you say a little while, I mean, it's it. It doesn't look like we can fight our way through this, and it doesn't look impossible. Like it's you have yeah, three it's days. Out of two or three days, impossible. It doesn't look like we can even take over any one quarter of the ship. Like that's just the engineering section. Like the gunners are ten officers and 150 crew each. So I mean, all of these look just totally uh, impossible. A exactly. Like like it looks like it looks like it's either one of two things. Either we take over her rebellion and lead an army and do it that way. Uh, which seems sketchy to me, or which, or uh, we uh, Obi Wan Kenobi it and get to the core and blow it up from the inside. Hopefully, in the middle of some other part right. of the fleet too. To However, then it's been a while. The goal is to destroy the stellar degenerator, and that is the goal. Well, is it though? Yeah, oh, no, it yeah, was. It was, it was the goal. Right. It's, it's the goal. It's the goal. Yeah, it, it's, part, it's, it's a potential this. goal. That's one of that's one of our. Potential yeah, I remember goals, that yes. because 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 the rest of the fleet is is right now in a pitched space battle with the defenses of the uh, of the uh, uh, of the of the MacGuffin, and, uh, yeah. uh, and and our original plan I remember discussing was to uh, take over this ship 
and then either after they've after they've beaten themselves down by getting the MacGuffin, or while they're in the midst of attempting to get the MacGuffin, uh, attack them uh, attack them in their weakened state with this big capital ship and have a chance of winning. Uh, so now, but now with this information, I don't know yeah. if the taking this ship and using it as our own weapon part. I don't know about the feasibility of that no, anymore. No. So that, that leads me to the question of when you say it's going to take a while to actually start a revolt or find out how to, what her plan was. Like, what do you mean by a while? Like uh, an hour, three hours a day? I know, like, like, a good, like a good speech or five years of, of subversive planning. <laughs> right. Well, I mean. Yeah, like, go ahead, Jason. The one thing I did notice is, I mean, I, I mean. The engine. There's a lot of engineers and gunners and stuff, but how much? I mean, I do wonder if there's a way to finesse our way in, like use parts of her plan to kind of get in there. I mean, because yeah, yeah, yeah. This is largely what we were discussing. Is like how to yeah. how to leverage yeah. her pre-existing mutiny apparatus to to try and to try and get try and get 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 control of the ship or try to try to to, to manipulate it to our to our benefit. I mean, I kind of wish there was a thing for bridge officers or something because it's like there's only one captain. That sort of indicates maybe that you know maybe the actual bridge isn't such a horrible thing. I don't. I mean, I mean yeah, that's what I was well, hoping. I was yeah. I was hoping I was hoping we go boss and or maybe I'm extrapolating from Star Trek that they didn't have that many red shirts on the bridge. You can actually look well, up who's yeah. in charge. Can I can I get a general like duty roster yes. or something that yeah. kind of shows That's, how the crew, how yeah. the crew is laid out? It's actually very easy to do. In fact, because these are the head commanders. I'm hoping for a look at their low... com badges or whatever. So, 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 no, we, so I believe we do, system. right? It's actually Ew. in the system. We do that. Oh yeah, we do that. There's no question. We we make we make a spreadsheet. And while he's looking that up, here. I've actually been thinking about the the not that large a compliment on the bridge concept because we have one use of distract them all over to an emergency over here. If you can distract the bridge crew to evacuate the bridge due to emergency, possibly we can then just take the bridge and seal it against them. I mean, and frankly, if, we, if we're security, could we just shut off access uh, to the bridge? Like, can we just shut down their computers? I, I would love it. I, I would love level. it. If, I mean, top level like just, just a, operator. Like to develop a... that idea. Yeah, to develop that idea. I would love it if really all if we could do a decapitation strike, big boss fight on the bridge, and us holding the bridge would give us the ship. But the, the, all of this stuff implies that might not be the case. Like all that stuff. All this stuff implies that all this other crew uh, are doing things necessary to make the ship work. I was gonna and, say they do. That, have... that would mean right, and that would that would mean we actually have to have them on our side, or else they just don't do what they we have. Take. Five, they have five Jordy LaForges and four Mister Datas in in terms of five engineering officers and four science officers, who you would assume would have, you know, skills comparable to ours. So if it's like a fight for control of the computer, we might have people fighting against us for control of the computer. Or, I mean, or they just don't follow our orders. Like, if we need them to be like, all right, activate the engines, then they need, like, five technicians in order to be able to push the buttons. They just don't. So let me yeah, give you... Yeah, Rusty a, can charm them. <laughs> let me give you a quick compliment. So you look it up, and on the ship, in the command center, is both the admiral and the captain. Admiral Serovox commands the entire armada 
for which the Empire of Bones is the flagship and basically issues all commands during this battle. Also there is Captain Garod Nassal, which is fascinating because Mo knows that name. He's a famous Vesk general in the Vesk Empire, and Mo even served under him. And Whoa. you know that he died a mysterious death that was never quite explained. And he is the captain of the ship. Wow. Huh. So, so, John, so John, you know the captain of the ship. Uh, well, I know who. Well, I, I know, know him. him. He, he's when our General alive. MacArthur, basically. <laughs> he's a General MacArthur, General Eisenhower. Uh, he died. And, yeah, it's kind of grim. So, so is this so is this feeding us an option to turn the captain and therefore get control of the ship? Is that what this is feeding us? No, it's feeding you that you notice that the command center is very small, and both the captain and the admiral are there with the ready room. It's basically the equivalent of storming the bridge on the Enterprise. But what? Okay, so we're going to analyze all the security data, analyze how the ship works as much as we as much as we can. I think we got to hunker down here for a while uh, while that battle is going on, and uh, like, and just really get a good feel for for exactly what the options else. are. There does have to be regular check-ins, and you don't know the passphrases. And if you wait here too much longer, you are going to eventually have security show up to see what's going on. So you are on the clock. I'm warning you. You know this. Like this. Yeah. Is we, we, well, we have to figure out a course of action. Like, we, like oh, I'm oh, I'm telling you, but it's it's a Right, oh, and so nice. so if the goal is all right, so let's just let's just break down the analysis, let's review the review the analysis of of of, where the, of 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 our of our quest right now. So there's the big MacGuffin that we're trying to destroy or get control of or somehow keep out of the hands of this enemy fleet, right? Sort of one thing, and just because your memory is fuzzy, Hiroji, even if you somehow take it out of this enemy fleet. It will be enough to rule the galaxy. And there's a lot of other people out there, like the the Vesk Empire, the Swarm, the, you know, Eox, who you think is your buddies, but you're not 100% sure. There's also, they are my buddies. So, so, so we the largely... The corporation, the... Uh... All right, so we want to put, right. we want to put <laughs> ourselves in a position where we're determining the fate of the MacGuffin. Right, because if we if we don't want anybody else to have it, maybe we have to destroy it. Maybe we, maybe a possibility is we take it for ourselves or, or something. But we, but whatever it is, its fate we want to be able to control its fate, and so that's a so that's our immediate. That sounds like our, our immediate goal. Like our like that, that that seems like what we're trying to do, and and barring uh, that, like the an obstacle in the way is this entire fleet of spaceships that's right now themselves trying to uh, exert their control over the MacGuffin. And so our problem is, how do we deal with this entire fleet? And so a subset of that is we are on a capital ship. And so the, and so if we destroy the capital ship, that doesn't help. The fleet still, uh, the fleet still exists. They, t they take the MacGuffin. So we have to somehow defeat, the, uh, defeat the, the fleet. It seems like the only tool that we have is the ship all right so that means we got to take control of the ship so if we're going to take control of the ship then how do we do that we're storm the bridge storm like, well, the bridge well it and that depends on if the bridge is no good if they just go to secondary bridge and and it's no longer the bridge it's just a room 
you know, which, which, which implies this a possibility if there's lots of different centers of control all over the place, all run by actual sentient people. Uh, but we know that that's, there are lots that are run by those uh, mindless zombie things, right? Yeah, ignore right, the mindless so, zombies. So, the the, okay, the so, mindless zombies are there for, just for fun. <laughs> they, they ignore them. So, so if we're, if we're going to uh, proceed from a supposition that pretty much the only way you're going to have any leverage against the fleet that's, uh, that, that's uh, trying to get the MacGuffin is to, is this ship is, is somehow is somehow controlling this ship to to exert our will on the situation then we have I mean, to take i think so so how exactly do we take control of the ship like is it we storm the bridge and then all of a sudden we have control of the ship which is which seems to be contradicted by exactly the layout of the ship the, the that there's all of these other officers and stuff that can all do things and, and like and, and just taking the bridge isn't like you have you have the you have the helm and nothing could do anything nobody could do anything about it or is it the case that, that that that's not the case and actually if we take control of the bridge that's it and we own it i think we have to figure that out uh, like and, and, and if it's a case if it's a case that we need like we need to actually have have a, an alliance within their power structure and actually have a mutiny happen in order and be at the head of that mutiny in order to be able to control the ship. That's a whole bunch of different things because uh, they fed us the clue that uh, one of our party members is actually has a personal relationship with one of the officers, like a, like the, the second in command. That seems to be a clue. And yeah. she had this whole thing to try and get rid of some of these. Exactly, exactly. There's already, there's already a mutiny in the work. That seems to be a clue. So, so it seems like we got to figure out what exactly... How exactly we need to we 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 need to we need to do that? Like, is it just we we grab the bridge, or is it something a lot more subtle involving like talking to the captain and getting him on our side, like uh, uh, following through with the plan of this uh, of this mutiny and, and, and actually getting that to work in our favor? Like, so, so we, we got to figure all that out. Nice while while you're doing all of that, Mo of all people has been reading because he's curious, and Mo has Mo a history. Read? Of military intelligence. That's right. Mo what? knows things. Well, I mean, well, let's hear it, Mo. Isn't that an oxymoron? Yeah. Oh, yes. I get a plus five to my <laughs> culture checks for military. Huh? That, that sounds like that's, exactly the information we need. Plus five higher than everyone else. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You read a little bit and you find out that she was writing out about how. Her personal logs that she considers the ru current ruling bone sages of Eox have betrayed the undead citizens and seized the corpse fleet as the true keepers of the destiny of the unliving. Hence, she has been disgusted by everyone on Eox. But while she rose up to commander of the Empire of Bones, she is disgusted by... Mr. Nala, who was in life one of the greatest Vesk warriors who fought in the Pack Wars before and during the Silent War, but was corrupted and turned into one of the most powerful undead of all time. And he usurped her command. Her mutiny was nothing more than to try to disgrace or kill Nastal to take over his position as captain of the ship or just go in secretly attack and kill the captain via Klingon ritual and become captain of the ship. That was her quote. Mutiny was a mutiny of one. Mm. That, that sounds good. Can we do that? 
like like yeah, like can sure. somebody can, can somebody disguise themselves as her and and we do that I have a good disguise I don't but from his earlier complaints about the uniform I'm guessing that's not quite so simple I but, think I think the captain's level 20 also if I'm reading well, yeah. our uh handout correctly yeah he has 20 racks and a number of things um yeah. that is not quite correct um that actually you found the bug in the system they're not. Ignore that. The captain is not level 20. Okay. Um, that, <laughs> uh, actually, that's a meta thing. I'm just going to tell you right now. I don't want you to influence. No one's level 20. Okay. You're not going to be facing level 20 characters. Okay. Um, that will not happen. They are hard, but they are comparable and more you can face and kill them. That is possible. There's right. also something else that Mr. Mo knows. You are in the midst of a battle. And even looking at the security computers and seeing the security clearance, there's fires and damage occurring throughout the ship. Now, again, this is a super capital ship, so nothing life-threatening, but the crew is extremely busy trying to put out all the damage. and ah. So there's a massive distraction going on right now, a.k.a. they're in the middle of a gigantic battle and things are happening, so you are not the highest priority right now. But the window for this is going to be very short. Okay, I, I'd like I'd like to know more about this uh, about this uh, uh, system of I, uh, of killing the captain. You get to control everything. I'd like to know more about that. Like exactly exactly what the legalities of that are. Like who like like can anybody do that? Like if we like again like is, is this really we just go to Only, we just go to no the no, no. she was no her being next in command. If she killed him, then she would take over. It's the Klingon Empire way of doing things so if you showed up and just killed someone in the klingon empire and you're not a klingon you just get killed instead and then the next ranking klingon officer would take over so because a you're not undead b you're not part of the corpse fleet and c you are you know the villains <laughs> in their minds no Sure. Not take All over right. how, officially. How, okay, so how about how about the captain that John's character knows and the admiral? Like, like if we if we negotiate with the captain and convince him to convince him of right and justice on our side and get him on our side, he could do it potentially. Now, this was before the admiral was on the ship because the admiral obviously isn't always available, and the share her, her she was just trying to take over the ship. She just wanted to command the flagship. You know, that's and that's why she was actually planning on taking you, killing you, making you undead and then storming the bridge with your undead corpses to take over the ship. That was her. That, I think that, was that, her plan. that would be a good plan. In fact, if we used our security system to start alerts uh to draw even more uh soldiers away from the bridge area like if we have like figure out you know uh what are the sensitive areas and then just put it on timer so that when those things go off we can then just jump onto the bridge and start start raising hell because it sounds like uh this is not a, a totally impossible plan oh it, it sounds like it sounds like all right, what I, what I hear from all this, given that we're invisible to the security cameras and all this other stuff and all the distractions, it sounds like we can get to the bridge no problem. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like that's an adventure, oh, yeah. and that seems very straightforward. The the part seems to be the political question. It seems to be the who do you, like who do you get on our side in order to be the top dog that once that that dogfight 
for leadership is 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 resolved they're, they're doing our that. bidding no 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 i'm saying that we get there plan one fuck shit up okay we we kill them all and in the most sensitive area and then once we have control of the ship you know we set it to target other ships we uh, okay, wait 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 wait, wait. That, that, that's that a little stuff. bit like we that, lock them out like but that analysis is a little bit like uh first we build the widget line line profit because because the key thing is the, yeah, is, the exactly. is the getting the control of the ship now it seems like it seems like just just getting the wheel isn't necessarily getting control of the ship. Like just ha just having control of the wheel doesn't seem to be enough, because there's a whole crew involved. It seems like that there's it seems like we have to either get the uh, like, like Sheila was going to do is uh, uh, use is like use her position and this ritual that they have in order in order to get political control through a duel. Uh, we need to, like we we have to either leverage the captain. Well, that and, would be her way. Use him that would be her way. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that Well, you're forgetting. You're forgetting one. Small right. Right. Fact. Uh, what's our way? You're forgetting one small fact. You have a tuttle. <laughs> I, I am forgetting. So, so hack, hack, hack. Well, we already uh, have top level security. We can no, lock doors. You can't. You don't have. No, you can't do that. You have top level security. You actually lock. Okay, let me rephrase. This is how it works. All of the ship's computers are segmented and firewalled away from each other this little area is a tier 10 computer security area that's great once you leave this you're out you, you don't have access anymore you're gonna you're gonna be on your own once again so this is the only place where you have that high level security so that's something to keep in mind this is not something like you're going to be carrying with you everywhere you go the next thing is the viruses you can set them up by the way you're gonna have to do that you have to set all those things up if you want them to work the hiding, you only get to do that once. The hiding distraction, you only get to do once. And then as for actually giving off the commands, well, the commands are done via computers and via just calls. It's sort of like being in a submarine. You don't actually see the people doing the commands. They're giving ah, there you the go. bridge. So we can, we can yeah, impersonate the admiral. It. So we go, right. we can kill everybody in the room and then impersonate them. And then they'll all do sure. what they say. That, that, I like that work. You have... You have a Tuttle, and Tuttle's pretty good at computers and can probably at least pass it off long enough that you can cause some serious trouble. Eventually, they right, probably that would that, that, catch that, that, on. that connects the A to the B. That connects the A to the B. Right. Yep. I just, so, I just saw a hunt for Red October, and that's boss. kind of the best analogy. It's like, think about it like a submarine or even just a battleship. Like, no one sees anyone. Like, it's not like, you know, this is a command structure. Like, they're giving orders through comms and computers so as long as you can do yeah, that but there's only one right, place so in to, the to entire stop, ship you can do stop, that I, I, okay i'm gonna sum up we step one we go to the bridge we kill the admiral and the his second in command Wrong. second from the bridge at that place we actually try and give orders to every other part of the ship impersonating them step three we try and get off the ship in case it leads to a doomsday device correct uh no wrong you're skipping the releasing the viruses to cause havoc and oh yeah yeah for that and, and but that, that's that's folks, a tactic but I think yeah I think, I th yeah I think that's right I, okay, I think but that's yes right. we would we would I mean it feels like we'd have to do something pretty drastic at which point we might need to get off the ship yeah it, it sounds it sounds like right. it sounds like if we succeed but, if we succeed yeah. in hijacking the ship and convincing them that that we're in charge or that we're the admiral or whatever so that we're firing the guns then we have a great space battle right. and we win and we 
and we def and, and we get the widget. Sure. Uh, or we're just, uh, I think uh, the idea uh, is to uh, use uh, the uh, guns uh, on the. Or thing. we just, or I thought one of the other ideas that we were talking about was to just use this ship to ram. Yeah, 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 yeah. That all that, all or that. Mess up the rest. Yeah, of all that. Whatever. Yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll do all that, sure. I mean, for the now, good of you. The thing that I want you all to remember is, unfortunately, because this actually is a corpse fleet ship, it will only obey the commands of somebody who's undead. So we'll do that. We'll deal with that when we get to the bridge. That's right. Well, uh, you're going to make Tuttle undead. I wonder how that's going to happen. Oh, mm, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about like, that. Like, do you think it's like like that? I mean, that's that, that's kind of a joke, but kind of not because uh, because we're going to have to in, we're going to have to impersonate the admiral. Like, it's, it, you know, like hopefully yeah. it'll be like. Oh, we sustained damage on the bridge, and so we only have text messaging. You know, like we could just do it, like you know, like something like that, and He'll get have around. His finger. Like we'll get the right, admiral's and, finger. And get, yeah, and get around like not having to have him on a vid screen, or not having to, or not having people like recognize his voice, or or or, or having any kind of security, anything having to do that you know that would uh, uh, that would stop anybody from doing this and impersonating. Well, the fog of war is going to mess them up, so they're going to be confused because it's I, already. I have a more uh, nuts and bolts question. The virus that takes us off the security feeds and everything, does that also work for those anti-life beams? Yes. Okay. That's one thing I wanted to make sure of because those yes, things that actually those is things a, that is us a up. Very that good. Great. That is actually a very good point. I completely forgot that. You know that throughout the ship, especially in the most secure parts of the ship, such as, oh, I don't know, the bridge, they have severe countermeasures against living creatures which you encountered actually only one of them was it, it almost killed you and that was one of them but by taking you off the computer screens no security camera which those are part of or robot will be able to see you good that is another key component right well cool. that's excellent All right. love it let's do that all right so now so, so this is what i'm hearing what I'm hearing is dungeon crawl boss fight. That's what I'm hearing, and yep. I like it, and yes. I like every bit of it. Let's do it. Let's download all the information we can. You know, like and, let's like, immediately and, do this and, and, and see, see if you can rig up a remote control to be able to, to do the viruses and all that stuff that we might want to do wherever the hell we are. And let's do it. That you can do the viruses you can do through her data pad. You can download. You still have the access of the ship. Like you still have it, but you can't like go in and like right now you can look at security feeds and stuff, but um, limited, uh, actually only to this area, but you just can't get like, you know, full, you, you can't get anything above you. Like you can't like turn on the security cameras and see what's going on in the bridge. Like, you know, stuff like that. It's just not available to you or highly sensitive areas, things like that. Sauce, uh, uh, sauce for the, for the goose. goose. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I do say, I do say, uh, Akira does say, says he has thought it over and does realize that once we, and if we do succeed, we do need to turn this weapon on the stellar degenerator and destroy it because it is a crime against life. That weapon. Sure. I agree. That, that, it's, that's a, it's a doomsday I, weapon. I it's a doomsday weapon. That, that's what I see. I, I see it's as, as we briefly get control of the ship just long enough to blow the blow the MacGuffin out of the sky, and then we make yeah. it. That's what I see. Yeah, and, because, and, I mean, and Akiro and Hiroji knows this, that the Aeon Throne and the Aeon Empire, which is just as strong, if not more powerful than the Pack Worlds, would take this and use it on you in a second. And they're a massive yeah, empire. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. It's like, and they're I evil. Agree. They're very evil. There's yeah. just too many unknowns. It was we, we should we ah, should have a mo we should on. have a moment of silence for the loss of the brilliant plan of having both the super weapon and the capital ship. We should have a moment of silence and mourning wow. 
for not for the for that plan going away. But I think that is that plan gone away. <laughs> not everyone not agrees with us. I'm hearing about the Aeon Empire is evil, and I'm thinking, good evil. I'm the one with the stellar degenerate. Hey, I I I, uh, I I'm just not getting my hopes up. I, uh, let's see what happens after we take control of the bridge. How about that? I mean, you, you there you, you go. Can, you, I agree you, you, with that plan 100%. You can never use the one ring for, for good, it never, it never works out. Just, just saying, can't you? Though? You, you, you like... say that as though it's a reason not to take the one ring, <laughs> you know, in the, in the place of uh, the place of a dark lord, you can set up a queen. I'm just saying, right? If you make the right decision, you can totally do that. Yes, <laughs> so I'm, glad, I'm, I'm gonna say Tuttle is uh, you don't even need to do the checks because it's really not that hard. You can add your images into the Wrath 2.0's memory, causing the ship's security systems to ignore them. This doesn't allow you to access secure areas. Um, it just allows you to be invisible. That's all it does. And you download the Tomb Robber virus so that you can set off false alarms somewhere on the ship. And finally... The grav trains. So there's grav trains all over the ship, and that's how you get around. There's a grav train station right down the hall from you, and there are ways to get to the bridge because, well, every section has grav train access. It's uh, it's a couple. It is a turbo lift. You just ask to be anywhere on the ship, and you wait a few seconds, and you arrive there. Pretty much. It's not a few seconds. It's a couple of miles. So I have to hold on to a thing on the turbo lift, and that if that makes it work. It's a couple of miles. It's like taking the subway from downtown to like, I don't know, 86th Street. It, it better it better work better than the L. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but it is. It's like going from downtown to. Uh, to uh, uptown, it's going to take the a only, while. It's the only other thought I had is the only other thought I had is we do have three days. To the particularly the caster guys, do we need a rest? Do we need or want a rest? Uh, that's yes. That is the last thing. Yes, we want. Well, rest. there's there's that opposite the check in that they're regularly doing for all the personalities when they realize that security has been compromised. Uh, um, oh, I meant we were going to get out of here first. But <clears throat> we would, would we find something? Oh, I meant hold up here for the night in case the message comes in. We will actually simply respond via text. We have her security key. Well, well, wait, is it fine? We I definitely thought, I don't I thought have the key. We cannot do that, Bob. He's yeah, yeah. It, it was, right, it was okay. presented sorry, like, sorry, it was presented sorry, like that was a reason fine. why we can't rest and we have to. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. Well, there you go. Then. Fine. Great. Yeah, it's actually the other way around. They don't call in. Actually, they're supposed to be calling out, and you know oh, that no so one's called out in a while, so someone's going to start coming around pretty soon to check out what's All going right, on. Great, cool. We just we had up. a reactor leak. Uh, everything's fine here. We got a so no rest, no rest, yep, no rest, no rest for the wicked. Wow, I think Seth is enjoying this. Yep. Good. Seth has taken over the entire podcast. That's great, and we're on a, in an undead spaceship. It's perfect. Hey everyone, Steve here. So there we go. They managed to figure out what they're going to do. They're kind of going in the direction I wanted them to go in. It took a little bit of doing. They had to sort of work it out amongst themselves, but they came to the right conclusion. I'm very curious what you think about Seth being added to the campaign, because as you could probably tell, we have Bob and John who really, really love combat. You have Jason who also loves combat. And then you have Chris, who likes both. He likes combat and story. He can go either way. But then you bring someone like Seth into the campaign. And Seth likes combat, 
but he's really about systems and story and analysis. He really likes to get to the meat of the story. And it's kind of curious when you sort of mix these people up together because someone like Bob or John, they can get bored at things like this. They can they can just say enough talk and just start firing because they just they they want to fight. I was talking to John at PAX and he said the favorite adventure that they ever did together was the Emerald Spire, which I thought is a weird choice because I thought the Emerald Spire was a pretty good super dungeon kind of it's a little inconsistent and the first level is like really 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 rough but if you like combat and you like fighting and you like diversity it's fantastic but when it comes to story there's almost no story it's just like here's a dungeon just go level after level and it seems really fun at first but once you get to like the seventh or eighth or ninth level it can get kind of monotonous. It can get kind of routine. Like, you just keep doing the same things over and over again. But you know what? For him, he loves that. That is what he wants to do. But then you have someone like Seth. He really wants to do the role-playing. He really wants to know how the mechanics work. He likes to play characters and do really strange things. And you're going to hear that in the upcoming shows. You're going to hear him trying out pretty much every single ability Hiroji has... Seth is going to try it. You're going to hear every ability and then some. He's going to be pushing the limits of what he can do in this game. As for your own personal makeup, I think it can actually be pretty hard when you have a mixture of players like this because they can have internal fighting. I try to actually put together players who want to play in the same style. In one way, it's kind of nice when you're going to do, I don't know, a short campaign to have different styles mixed in. I think for long campaigns, people are just going to get on each other's nerves, they're going to get bored, they're going to be going on their phones, things like that that you really don't want in your adventures. So if you have heavy role players, put them together. If you have heavy fighters, put them together, especially for long campaigns. And as you know, on Dead Sons, these guys, I would say, they love the fighting, they love ripping on each other, they love joking around. The story, important, secondary, but important. Character development actually is important, believe it or not. And now we got Seth in there, and Seth's really put on his GM hat, and it shows. And you're going to hear more and more of that. I'm curious what you guys think. So off the show notes, we've got a couple of things coming up. One, we're gearing up for some new podcasts because people are asking, what are we going to be doing after this? What happens when Dead Suns ends? What happens when the Fall of Plaguestone ends? Both of them are going to be ending in a couple of months. Oh no, what are we going to do? Don't worry, I got a lot of things planned. I've actually been working with Paizo very closely on what we're going to be doing. These guys that you hear, well, don't worry. They're not really going anywhere. We are going to do something new, a little different, a little out there. Working very closely on Paizo with that one. But it's going to be this group. As for another group, well, the guys who are doing Plague Stone, we're going to have most of that group together for a different podcast. So right now we're looking at at least one, maybe two, maybe even more podcasts as well as a few other cool activities that are going to launch next year. We're in the process of developing them. I guarantee you're going to hear about them because they're going to probably be all over the industry. It's going to be a pretty massive undertaking, but that's not for a couple more months. But don't worry if you like these guys, if you like hearing John and Chris and Bob and Seth and Jason all ripping on each other, being funny, goofing around, they ain't going anywhere. They're going to be doing it in a different environment, in a different adventure, but they will be here. As for general show notes, you know, we have a new podcast. Did you hear about that? We have one every Tuesday and every Friday. How about that? 
Did you also know that you can subscribe on iTunes and Android and Spotify and, well, anywhere else that you can subscribe to podcasts? That's right, you can do that. Did you also know that Jason had a Talking Combat column every single Monday and a Talking Plaguestone column every single Thursday? That's right, he does. Did you also know that we have a Discord channel? A Discord channel. That's right. I said a Discord channel. You can go to discord.rollforcombat.com and you can join us. You can have fun. You can talk. You can play games. You can earn free t-shirts. That's right. Free t-shirts. Just by talking. Did you also know you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram? That's right. You can. We're even on Reddit. And we even have a Patreon. And believe it or not, we even have these special interviews. That's right. I talked to Luis Loza last week where we talked all about the Lost Omens line and all the new books coming out in the next half year. And next week, I'm going to be talking to Eric Mona. And, well, Eric and I always talk about really cool things, and we just kind of go crazy and talk about everything role-playing, Pathfinder, you name it. We just talk about everything. So make sure you look for those next week. And then finally, I'm running a little contest on the Fall of Plaguestone. I thought I would do the same thing here. All you need to do is go to Discord, go to the Dead Suns spoiler channel, and tell me what was your favorite event in the Dead Suns podcast. It can be anything you want. You can list one thing, you can list ten things, doesn't really matter. Everyone who lists something, I'm going to take your name, randomly throw it into a hopper, and then next week I'm going to call somebody out and give you a free Amazon gift card. I don't know how much it's going to be for, maybe 25 maybe 50 bucks. Still figuring it out, but that's it. Just go to the Discord channel, just tell me what your favorite part has been of all these episodes. You've got about 114 to choose from could be anything but i'd be very curious if you can get it down to just one i'd be really stunned but you can list a couple doesn't really matter and that's it i have the exact same contest going off for the fall of plague stone so who knows maybe you can win two then you'd be a super lucky duck anyhow with that i'll see and talk to you guys next week you've been listening to roll for combat a starfinder actual play podcast if you have a question or comment for the show please visit us at RollForCombat.com or drop us a line at contact at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms. been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember Hiroji's motto, Hey, do you smell something burning? Oh, wait, that's just me.